Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and get on top. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Sorry for the uh, delay there. We were debating whether it was okay for the dog to have a green bean or not. No, that's uh, that? it's uh, English, the stem from English spinach. Right. I think it's probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll say it's fine. <laughs> he uh, found it on the floor. He can have it. <laughs> look, in honor of Bisexual Awareness Day, which is today. Yes. I cooked a uh, short beef short ribs uh-huh. and some braised english spinach uh-huh. and then all of that was sitting nicely on top of some polenta and it was delicious yes yeah, so, oh my god let me tell you and now we're having a nice celebratory wine mm-hmm. because fuck you we bisexual <laughs> give me my day god damn it and we're gonna have the good stuff yeah you betcha yeah, we're gonna enjoy it yeah and so now pippin gets to have a little bit of uh stem from a english spinach i don't even know what english spinach is it's very posh spinach i imagine it's spinach that says things like pussy pussy i don't like it i don't like it pussy yeah um (laughs) it does sound very posh english spinach it's english english spinach now the leaves did look bigger well they were bigger yeah Uh, everything is bigger in england well okay clearly (laughs) just ask mr h (laughs) mr h is it true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so um yeah so yeah so today is by visibility day bisexual awareness day yes it can be both yes it can um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yes so if you are a bisexual out there congratulations have a happy great day yes hope you really enjoy it and if you are an ally then thank you we very much appreciate it yes and as we often say look uh this is our day and if the only person who knows you're bisexual is you uh just look at yourself in the mirror in the morning or this evening when you go back home Or if you go to the bathroom in the middle of the day, because most bathrooms do have mirrors. Or if you bring out your compact, you look in your car. Anyway, look at yourself in the mirror and pat yourself on the back and say, congratulations, you're enough. I know you're bisexual. That's it. If you happen to be fortunate enough that you can be out at work and whatnot, just poke people in the eye and say, love me. (laughs) See me. And then poke them in the eye. I find that that works really well. Do you? Yes. Okay. Do you see me now? Well, yeah, out of my good eye, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's basically how it goes it's right. really awkward okay it does seem very awkward yes. well you know you know people have people got to learn sure sure people got to learn 
And they learn by being poked in the eye. I use my finger. I'm not some disgusting, you know, bad person. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless that's their thing. And then I'm like, all right, well, on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. So, terrible. And I use my finger, not somebody else's finger. Because that's right. also weird. And I'm assuming it's also like freshly washed, sanitized. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. nowadays yeah. it's sanitized and I make my finger wear a mask. <laughs> safety first a little finger cut a little yeah say finger cut <laughs> yeah um i just want to say the dog is fucking freaking out over this he's he is literally throwing it in the air and catching it it is it's like two centimeters of a uh-huh. stem of a green but also he doesn't really get people food <laughs> ever this is, like, this is he's celebrating as well he's like i love bisexual awareness day <laughs> He's like, I get all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I wish every day was by day. So do we, little dog. <laughs> so do we. Mm-hmm. That, that is adorable. Um, oh, my God. He just threw it in the air and then ran out. He, look, he's, <laughs> he's happy. He's sure. going to poke somebody in the eye with that. <laughs> like, See, he learned, learned it by watching you, Dad. I mm-hmm. learned it by watching you. He's learned a lot by watching you. <laughs> <laughs> he has learned a lot. So as a side note, uh, this is not what the podcast is about today. If you read the show notes, you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, this is a bonus. He had this little bunny rabbit stuffed animal thing with a squeaker in it. It looked like a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I, it's like I'm telling you, but you know this. I'm telling the people, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. Um, so he found this area on the bunny and he kept licking it and licking it and pulling the fur out like little bits of fur and licking it and licking it and there was fur everywhere and we were licking you know like like you could hear him lick it was just disgusting and then we looked at it and it was the bunny's ass yes he pulled all the fur off of the bunny's ass yeah and then he looked at me like i learned it from watching you dad he was so proud of himself he really was he's like see what i did (laughs) now i can fuck it Well, you can't, little buddy, but I mean, you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, buns, mm-hmm. buns mm-hmm. are very clean yes. and hairless. Yes, yeah. I need to teach him how to eat. Hair, you know, hairless bunny. <laughs> I need to teach him how to eat the hair off of my ass. It's cheaper than laser. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think, I know. I don't think so. I'm joking, by the way. I oh, I know you are. I, I would never do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have had you shave my ass before. That was mm-hmm. fun. Um, for neither of us, I'm pretty sure. Nah, I don't mind it. <laughs> don't mind it doesn't mean I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it again. I don't mind it is what you say is like, oh man, the elevator's down. <laughs> We're going to have to take the stairs for 40 flights. Uh, I don't mind it. Like, yeah, you'll uh, do it if you need to. But is it something you're going to be like, yes, I'm like, can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to shave your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't do that anymore, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else do we have to talk about? Is there any upcoming exciting things that are coming up? No. N- not that are scheduled. No. no. Wah, wah, wah. Wait, wait, wait. I got a sound for this. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So do you know what we're talking about this week here on By the By? Well, look, it's Bisexual Awareness Day. And we're a bisexual podcast, so I'm going to assume that we are going to talk about recipes. Bisexual recipes. Oh that God. is it. How did you guess? What a bisexual recipe. Like, things you can do with okra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, okra. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see my aubergines off on the floor? I wonder how many I can do. I'm just going to let you keep going here. You're not going to squash it? No. So if you are new here, I'm sorry. Hi. Um, <laughs> bisexuals are known for puns. Well, one of you is. No, it's a thing. Puns and finger guns and sitting in a chair wrong. <laughs> like literally, look it up. It's a thing. Okay, I'm going to look this up. So literally, if you look up like things bisexuals are known for, mm. if you love puns, mm-hmm. Sit in a chair wrong. And look how I'm sitting right now. I'm currently sitting in a chair, a standard chair, but I'm sitting cross-legged. Mm-hmm. And finger guns, which I don't do finger guns, but I do the thumbs, like two thumbs pointing at me. See, I, I get really excited. Like, I'm doing two thumbs. It's like I'm wanking two guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. See, I thought the bisexuals were known for sluttiness and, and promiscuity and... Things like that. That's that is. <laughs> God damn, I hate you sometimes. Because <laughs> for a second, I thought you were being real, and I was like, "Okay, I can't reach over and smack you because you're way over there." But mm. that is what they're known for. But fuck you, media. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh-huh. The truth of the matter is, if media got it right, all the bisexuals on TV, they'd be finger gunning. Wow, that'd be a lot of. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't be a lot of finger gunning. No, but it should be. It should and, be, and they'd be sitting in chairs wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Mork from Ork, bisexual. <laughs> he came from an egg. I mean, I guess we all did, but like literally an egg. Yeah, he, he hatched out of an um, egg. And then, yeah, and then puns. Puns are amazing. And Oh, puns are great. Buys love puns. We yeah, love our puns. Yeah. I love them. I'm not quick with them, but I love to groan at them. That's not the only thing you've grown at. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Drop my pants and the first thing Angela does. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop groaning with your mouth full. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm at that perfect alcohol point, uh-huh. you know, where I'm like, I'm feeling pretty happy. I have no idea what we're talking about tonight, but you know, it's all good. So today we're going to talk about bisexual characters and bisexuality in general in TV and film. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Well, this is going to be a short podcast. Well, it could be, yes. <laughs> and we're done. That's correct. It, it very well could be. So I tried to look up a bit of the history of bisexuality in TV and film. Yeah. Now, there are some like actual scientific papers about it, which is amazing, but I didn't have time to dive into those today. Ooh, is that a future podcast? It very well could be. Ooh. But you know, basically, this kind of started a bit, we, we've had some discussions about this topic for a while now with, with a director friend of ours, with some other yes. people. We've kind of talked about how bisexuality is, is represented, misrepresented, and underrepresented in media today. And, and I'm going to say media, but for this particular we mean, podcast, we're talking film and TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We mean visual media. Right. But not art. Oh my God! See, well, film and TV. <laughs> yeah, we'll say film and TV, and <laughs> and so we've talked about this for a while. And it, the other day, we were talking with some other friends of ours about bisexuality and how it's represented in different. I don't know if I want to say cultures, but like vampires, okay, and genres, yeah, different genres. And it seems to I be. I love that you think that vampire is a culture. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, I I don't know there's how the vampire culture, and then there's the werewolf culture. <laughs> Um, the werewolf culture does not understand vampire culture. Um, that's mostly because they work at night. Well, I don't know how else to, to 
call it? You know, yeah, the genres. Genres. Okay, okay, genres. Okay, genres. So, but it, it seems to be. Tell me that more about the zombie culture. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but it does seem as though you can get away with a lot more, and I'm just not talking about just bisexuality here. But you can get away with a lot more dealing with sensitive topics, with things that really need to be dealt with and talked about. If the subject is not human, so yes. if they're vampires, if it's something a bit fantastical, if it's sci-fi, you can get away with with dealing with a lot of these topics, and you can talk about sexuality, you can talk about gender discussions, uh, lifestyle discussions. A lot of these things can happen if it's not exactly if if the creature's not human. Yes, which is weird. Well, I mean, I think it's weird, but I do like it. Okay, tell <laughs> um, me. So it's just to give a shout out, um, our good friend, who's the director, Chris Elena, uh, who is directing our film, who, which we did get funding for. Yes. Um, we surpassed our Mm $8,000 fund. So everybody who donated, thank you so, so very much. Yes. Um, We're making a movie. We're making a fucking movie. This year we're making a movie. So pretty excited about that. And it is. And it does mean now that we've met our budget that, you know, the actors can get paid and things like that, which which is, is even better. Even better. And it is a, a polyqueer movie that directly deals with bisexuality, which is going to be nice to see on the screen. But uh, he turned us on to a Shudder, which is a Netflix, but just for horror movies. Mm-hmm. And on that, there was a there was a television series. I'm sorry, Angela. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to have a serious talk. And what's she doing over there? She's adjusting her robe. Her boobs are pop- popping I'm getting, out. I'm getting warm. Yeah, and so you're now podcasting topless. This is great. Anyway, and now she's tweaking her own nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so hard. Um, so this show is called, it, it's by, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's the, basically the history of horror by genre, but it's brought to you by Eli Roth. Mm. Uh, and one of the subject matters was vampires, which is, again, kind of diving into what you're saying, which is vampires are allowed to show sexuality because vampires themselves sort of embody sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I like it is because the mainstream audience is going to consume vampire media no matter what you do to it they'll consume it mm-hmm. uh, whereas the mainstream audience won't consume traditional lgbt films nearly right i mean some some will come out um uh pun pun intended uh and people will 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 jump at them but vampire movies are vampire Mm -hmm. movies and i'm going to take the perfect example would be my mom wonderful human will watch vampire movies much faster than she would watch anything that's that's queer based and it's not because she's not interested in queer life it's just that She's really interested in vampires, and if we can inject some, um, if we can accept, inject some bisexuality in vampires, mm-hmm. she's going to consume it without even knowing that she is. Well, and I think that's what's important. And the other thing I, that is a very good point, and also to expand upon that, I also think that you're going to reach not just more diverse audiences if it is not human but also you're going to reach potentially younger audiences, and so that means that teenagers who are dealing with their own sexuality and their own identities that they're then consuming a bit of that and they're saying that oh maybe there's something like they're you know it's not exactly black and white it's not a or b and so it does give them more options or at least exposes them to the fact that there are other options out there and there you know there could be another way of being even if that means being a vampire yes yeah i mean yeah i mean it's one of those things that it the it they become a surrogate 
Yeah, yeah. It's for for these these stories that need to be told, and it gets the messages out there. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And, and the, again, so if you're a young a young child that is growing up in a very conservative Republican world, mm-hmm. you're much more likely to see a vampire film like Twilight than you are going to see a a queer film like um, Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with them. Yeah, I guess it does allow these topics to be discussed in or to be I guess presented to other audiences that may not otherwise be exposed to these things. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like why can't we do that with human relationships? But so, it, but I also uh, I get it. Because again, I'm going to say that the problem is the facet of the human relationship that we're talking about is either not a big enough story mm. because Let's go back then again to interview with a vampire. Okay. A perfect example. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of bisexuality in that by both men, Brad Pitt's character and, and uh, Tom Cruise's character, um, Lestat and Louis, uh, both exhibit bisexuality, but it's not part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a, it's it a just side. Is. It, yeah, it yeah. just is. And it's not done. I mean, they're done in a, they're predators sort of way. Sure. Mm-hmm. I can hear people shouting, you know, yeah, but they're sexual predators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, talking about, you know, from my point of view, seeing Louis and, and, and Lestat, especially mm-hmm. preying on men and the way they did it in this very sensual, attractive, loving way was kind of cool. Mm. And you don't see that. No, that's true. And if they don't. were just talking about a bisexual relationship, I think as a child, I'd have been like, you know. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because that makes sense. <laughs> I wanted to see the vampires. <laughs> no, I absolutely get it. Yeah. It's like the spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down kind of thing. Mm. I'm done with that. Sorry. Okay. okay. My soapbox is over there now. Oh, for now. Well, for now. I'll bring it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll bring and it back out. If you bring out werewolves again, then we're, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> I do really like that. And I guess so looking back at the history of bisexuality, uh, so in night, and it, this wasn't the first instance by any means, but in 1968, the Fox was one of the first depictions of bisexuality in cinema that didn't exploit it. Because, because before that, and I mean, since then, I mean, it still is to this day, bisexuality is, is mentioned, it's used, and you often see bisexual characters as sex crazed, greedy people, especially for females, you know, seen as quite slutty and yeah. whatnot. Um, we can touch on that as well. Yeah. And it's in yours and it's more for men to see their fantasy on screen. Cause it's like, you know, two women together kind of thing often seen from a male point of view. Yes. And so you're, you're exploiting the sexuality. So it is from the male point of view. So exploiting the women because they're now being objectified and sexual objects specifically. Right, right. And bisexual men aren't really shown on screen very much. I would guess mostly because they don't fit into those heterosexual male uh, fantasies, basically. that That's yeah. not what heterosexual men who make and who rate the films, that's not what they see and that's not what they want to see. Yeah. Um, and again, there's that, that film with um, Angela Lansbury and... She's a, a smaller role in that, but I remember her being in that. And um, is it Alan York, Richard York, something York? And he was the same guy that was in Cabaret. Michael, maybe? Michael York, uh, where he is a bisexual male who falls in love with both the sister and a sister and a brother. and but But basically, he's using his sexuality as a weapon. 
uh, he, he he will fuck anything in or in order to move himself up the ladder kind yeah. of thing. Michael York, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Ha, look at me. Look at you. I actually know something. Damn. Some um, person's name in film and TV, not common. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Uh, but that was the next one I was going to touch on was in 1972 was Cabaret the Musical having a bisexual yes. male lead character. And that, that was quite revolutionary at the time. Yeah. So hang on. Let's let's slow down a bit. First, I want to talk about the fox um, because I'm I'm not 100 familiar with it. I know I've seen it a long time ago, but it's just to give you a little bit of background. As I recall, it's a two women who live secluded and together. One woman clearly loves the other woman, and but it's never really, you know, that mm. relationship is never um, sort of explicitly expressed. There mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. But then. I think, as I recall, the biggest problem with that is uh, as soon as a, a guy shows up, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> this was just a surrogate for a penis. Now there's the penis. And she, the, the one woman falls immediately in love who, you know, who was in love with the woman now falls immediately in love with the man because that's all she needed was a good man. Which kind of goes back to the chasing Amy problem, mm-hmm. which what was that the nineties? Mm-hmm. So clearly, this is a problem of all uh, all a woman needs is a good penis in order to become heterosexual. Right, but at the same time, you have to look at that, that was in nineteen sixty eight and I 1990 mean, something. Right, right. Well, just saying, a lot changed in that time, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, but no, you're you're correct. Like it, it is kind of a fallacy of a lot of these shows. Yeah. Is that that's fine for a while, but ultimately you're going to go back to the penis, right? Which is a problem in the community with bisexual females dealing with lesbians because many lesbians have that perception. And what's really funny that this is something that we we can kind of break apart as well because I never thought about it until you said that. That's the same problem that bisexual men have. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's problems is solved by a penis. Bisexual women will sooner or later choose men. Bisexual men will sooner or later choose men. So men, everybody wants the fucking men. Men, you aren't that great. Let no, me you're tell not. You. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're acceptable, but you're not uh, that great. <laughs> that's, I think we've just made a breakthrough. <laughs> Here you go, podcast listeners. You just learned something. Ugh, all we yeah. all need is a nice cock. <laughs> I really hope somebody's headphones got unplugged right at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, wait and see whose bus or train or gym or, yeah. At workplace. Uh-huh. Who, got, who just got fired? <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's basically the story that they tell. It is. Is that. And the Michael York, let's then going on to the Michael York film. What was that one? Cabaret. No. Oh, yes. Cabaret. Thank you. Yeah. The musical. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of the other one where he's a villain. Which is great that Michael York, look, he's playing bisexuals everywhere. Uh, you know, in that film, I, I do remember watching that film as a as a young man um, and thinking, cool. Like, that's, I mean, it was clearly a problem for Liza Minnelli's character. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I have a very vivid image of her saying, you know, I love him. And then him saying, me too. And like, for me as a young man, that was kind of like, oh. You're like, whoa, that can happen? (laughs) Holy shit balls, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, that was interesting. Plus, you know, Mm. Joel Grey, woof, Mm -hmm. woof. (laughs) Anyway. I know, I can't hear Cabaret and not think of that. I know, right? (laughs) uh, 
Yeah, actually, there's a million great songs in that. And just as a side note, uh, if you don't like Cabaret, you're wrong. Um, and I su- that, that's fine. You don't have to be right all the time. Uh, but Cabaret is one of those great musicals in which every song happens in the cabaret. Mm-hmm. So the what's going on in the theater is happening outside of the theater. And there's something really clever about that. It's a very difficult thing to do. And I would like, I don't know, I'd give my right toe in order to be able to write something like that. But mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Yeah, definitely Check look it, it up. Out. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the main thing. Oh, sorry. sorry. Right. <laughs> we aren't talking about musical theater? What? <laughs> hey, this is a bisexual podcast. We better fucking talk about musical theater. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that was 1972 Cabaret was. And then kind of going through the 80s and 90s, there was a little bit more. I'm going to say there was more LGBTQ representation that kind of slowly started to seep its way into TV and film. Definitely a lot heavier on the L and the G. Yes. Because of the time period and, yeah, just just how it was. So there was some bisexual representation that kind of got in here and there. Not a lot. Uh, Even into the 2000s and the, what do we call the 2010s? The 20-teens? 20-teens. I don't know. Yeah. So kind of in there, again, it's... The noughties is the 2000s. Oh, yeah. So the naughties and the 20 teens? Sure. And the teens, Whatever. sure. Yeah, Whatever. I don't know. Uh, we, don't, we aren't down with the lingo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we aren't on the tick-tork. I don't know. Yeah, so there has been an, an uptick, and, and there have been over the years more and <laughs> uptick, less. Uptick, uptalk, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> we're not on the uptick. <laughs> um, but I will say that, and we're going to go through a list of characters and shows that we have seen. There's a lot more out there than what we've seen because – we don't watch TV like all the time and every single show that's out there. But we're going to go Clearly through some we of... should. I know. But we're going to go through some of the ones that, that stand out in particular for us and some of the ones that we remember and have affected us as well. But, you know, you do see more and more queer characters now. I would, I would say especially in the last few years, we have seen more queer characters on yes. TV. And it seems as if they're becoming more of the main storyline rather than just a side bit. Yes. Which also, is good. Spoiler alert for some television shows. Yes. Yes. So we're not you... gonna tell you which television shows, <laughs> but <laughs> Well, we are kind of, and, but yeah. And these are old shows, so yeah. Yeah, they're all ones that most likely you would have heard of these shows, these characters and what's going on here with this. Yeah. But it is good to see that there is more and more representation and that it is becoming more of the main storyline rather than the side bit. And um, it's, it's interesting too because so I don't know. I guess as a as a bi male, looking at the representation, it's still not perfect uh, in film. And I'm also going to include video games in this. I can give you a number for that. So not including video games. Eight six seven five three zero nine. But in 2018, so a okay. few years ago, 2018, okay. of the 329 LGBTQ characters on TV, only 28 percent were bisexual. So we know that bisexuals make up. 50, 52% of the LGBTQI plus community. Yeah. However, on TV, there were only 28%. Wow. So very underrepresented, even within that community in the TV sector. And, you know, I think, honestly, part of it is because bisexuals are hard to write. Mm-hmm. Because especially from a television point of view or a movie point of view, because really you're looking at a, a short amount of time. Movies are harder because of the time frame. Yeah. You know, a television series, mm-hmm. maybe. But a movie, you know, you're looking at a finite amount of time. And how often, even as a bisexual, do I say, I'm a bisexual and I'm not on a podcast? And while I think there should be a by the by movie, <laughs> I think watching us podcasts can be kind of, you know, like trying. Um, 
So how how trying is this? She keeps she keeps fucking around with her tits, and it's just like, and you're way over there, and I'm way over here, and you're way over there. Cry me a river. And let's see, uh, is there a? All I want to do is, or maybe I just want to play with your hoo-hoos. <laughs> Um But they, you know, you're looking at a very short time period, and. Rarely does it make sense for a character to go, I'm bisexual. So what you may see is that a character has interest in both um, a person of their gender and a person not of their gender. That, But then the question is, like, well, why didn't you say they're bisexual? I'm like, well, do we have to show it? And some of the research that we've done for you know talking about this podcast is that people are saying, well, you should, you should say it explicitly. You should say it explicitly. And honestly, like, I, I don't feel that way. So – I'm of two minds on that one because I will say that some shows will show a character who is, let's say, in a heterosexual relationship. Then they have a relationship with someone of the same gender. And so then the question can be left hanging is, were they just on the path? Were they experimenting? And are they now homosexual? How do they identify? And unless you specifically say, or that character specifically says that they're bisexual, it for I'm going to say some people, very likely many people, especially conservative people, they're going to think that that was just the path to either the devil. either homosexuality or they were just experimenting and maybe yeah. now they're back in a relationship with someone of the of a different gender and so yeah. they you know it's just so some people just don't get it unless you actually explicitly say it and I also feel like while we're at a time where we're trying to build awareness acceptance. And we're trying to normalize bisexuality, you do kind of have to say it. You do have to spell it out. And you do have to say, you know, you do need a character to stand up and say that, yes, I am bisexual. That way there's no ambiguity as to how they define. And it puts that word out there. It puts that word into people's heads and it makes them actually think about it. Now, can we get to a time, should we get to a time, I hope we get to a time where that doesn't have to happen, where it will be just as like that bit of nuance where if someone has romantic feelings for someone of the same gender of a different gender, that that the audience will then just kind of get it and they'll just know and they'll just assume kind of like they do with heterosexuality. (laughs) Uh, But we're not there. And so I feel like until we get to that point and and hopefully that will come at some point that we do kind of have to spell it out for people because not everybody's that switched on and not everybody really gets it or thinks about it or accepts it. And that's kind of why we're doing this. I mean, fair enough. But I still say from a storytelling point of view, if you have to shoehorn that word in, it it, it so rarely comes naturally. But so you could fix this. And the way you would fix this is having the character have a, a pin that's the buy flag or having a pin mm-hmm. that's the pan flag or something like that. Like, again, you're not spelling it out for the mm. people who don't know about it but for people who are in the know or who are curious you know they might see the the pin and go oh what does that mean and then google it um or for the people like us and i'm sure our listeners who are familiar with the pan and buy flags mm-hmm. to look it up and say oh that like or to see it and go oh that's me as long as i would say as long as it's obvious enough because many many audiences need to be spoon-fed and so even if you don't explicitly say it i think it needs to be pretty obvious as opposed to just like a tiny little thing in the corner somewhere i mean and i get that i just again from 
from having written things, mm. like it's so hard to, it's so hard to shoehorn that in yeah. to, 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 yeah. to fix that, to, to, to cram that word in. And that may be why it doesn't happen as much any at this point. So like for me talking about, you, you touched on it, a character who was in a, a heterosexual relationship and then is in a same sex relationship. Uh, I think the perfect example is Willow from Buffy. She was on my list. Uh, she's on everybody's list, honey. Um, <laughs> so let me let me tell you something right now. And, and not just Willow, of, but also uh, Alison Hannigan. Alison Hannigan has <laughs> yeah. been on my list. She is a terrible actress. I don't care if you think she's a great actress. She's not. She's terrible. But I still love her so much because she's one of those people that I think she's a likable person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that really does come and across did, on camera. And she did the um, the magic one with uh, Penn and Teller. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, fool us, fool us. Yeah. Uh, and she's adorable on that because you know she clearly has no idea what's going on and i kind of love that about her and like in again like i don't think she's a good actress which is why she doesn't get a lot of work but anyway uh she's been on two really popular oh, very shows. successful shows um, yeah but her and buffy you know she has that wonderful relationship with seth green oz who seth green is again also on my list and should be on most people's lists uh <laughs> You know, she has that great relationship with him. It's a very positive relationship. They only break up because he has to go on and, and go on tour, as I recall, or find himself, you know, as well, a young was, werewolf does. Yeah, that was when he became a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had been a werewolf because he got bit well, by his little yeah, cousin. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But he was coming to terms with it and yes, learning. Yeah, yeah, learning what it's like. What's life like being a werewolf kind of thing? Mm. And so he leaves and she uh, almost immediately falls in love with Tara, who I will say the actress who plays Tara, who her name's escaping me now, that is a great actress. Mm. So it's it's this really great relationship, very healthy relationship, but Willow refers to herself as lesbian throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. And like maybe she was a lesbian, but she clearly enjoyed having sex with Oz. Well, and there was a time that Oz came back and she still had feelings for him. Yeah. So that would tell me that she was at least somewhere on the spectrum and and maybe she i mean the character could still identify as lesbian and still have feelings for a male but But it seems like lazy writing it does like you're you're so close you're so close but again that that show came out near the beginning of that whole time when the lgbt community was really being represented on tv and let's be realistic it's easy to, to at the time, uh, lesbian and gay because of Will and Smith, mm-hmm. because of Ellen, they were much easier cells than the complexity of a bisexual character. And I can't fault it because if it starts no, to get all. people to think about something outside of the heterosexual norm and it starts to open people's eyes to the LGBTQ community, then that's great. You know, even sure. if it doesn't go all the way and as far as it should so that is something you know we do have to keep in mind as we look at some of these shows is what time period and most of these are quite modern i would say on my list anyway uh but when were they written and and when were they filmed and you know what was the temperature of the water at that point yeah so that is something we have to keep in mind because it's easy to look back and criticize but when you look at (laughs) but when you look at what what was it doing in its time yeah at the time it was very progressive and and i support that uh i just do wish that they had you know Got that extra step. And she calls herself a lesbian. Why mm-hmm. can't she call herself a bisexual? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the difference? Do you really want me to spell out the difference for you? <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start going through some of my lists and okay. see if you agree or what you think or if you have others you want to add. Okay. So, and, and again, 
I will say that, that bisexual representation is becoming more popular. So this list was a little bit easier. And there's heaps of shows that I haven't seen that I'm sure are missing. And people are probably going to scream at their like um, listening devices, whatever they're listening on. Uh, before you go, sorry, before we leave Buffy real quick, because mm. I'm assuming you're leaving Buffy behind, right? Yes. The, yeah. yeah. Um, there was that great episode where the vampire Willow comes in and talks to regular Willow mm-hmm. and basically is like, implies that it would be fun to have a threesome with her and i think with xander yeah i kind of think um but then willow describes herself as i think i was a little gay or she's a little gay uh again like you're so close also well done on like foreshadowing they clearly knew where that character uh-huh. was going but uh-huh. kind of cool anyway sorry go ahead uh so- hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So one of the ones that I think is really hot, because we're going to go, uh, I can't say we're going to go in order of hotness, but we're going to go with really hot right now anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the one driving this, so yeah. And you've uh, got your tits out, so, you know. Cool. Uh, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh my God. Rosa Diaz. I love her so yes. much. I love her, like, I mean, she's both beautiful, but also as a character. Fucking yeah. vicious. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but you know, again. I think that's that's a very positive. She's a very positive role, role model, and she is one that actually spells out and yeah. says, "I am bisexual" multiple times, both to her fa- workplace, her family yep. members. But I think that the negative to her is the way she's written as a she's she's that so strong woman that she's hard to love. She doesn't want it. She's very private. She doesn't want anybody to know anything about her. She gets very almost violently, physically violently aggressive with people who try to get in to break her walls down, which I think is one character choice. <laughs> but when you include it with her being bisexual, like I guess realistically you could argue, I mean, playing devil's advocate with myself, I could argue that like if she was, very lovable then it'd be like oh well she's just they're playing her off as an easy slut uh i think what i'm saying is we need to see more bisexual characters of different types in the world all right but she's amazing i love the actress let's get through this list and then see how you feel i love the actress i think she's because that was one of my fears when i started thinking about some of the shows that i watch and you know some of the bisexual characters especially bisexual women are very strong characters they're stereotypical and they but you are and they yeah and they can be polarizing and so i was concerned about that until i started really diving in and i was like no there's actually some here that are a lot softer and so all right all right we'll we'll see what you think at the end all right our dog's throwing toys around by the way if you hear hear thumps and whatnot he's really happy he's still hopped up on apparently english spinach (laughs) is like catnip for poodles yeah yeah He, he loves it apparently uh, so the next one, another very, very strong female, Archer. 
Pam. She is unapologetically bisexual. She does not hold back living life. She just goes for whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, She's a great character. She never calls herself bi. I don't think she ever uses the word bisexual. Now, she makes it very clear that she will fuck anybody. And there's that great episode. Anybody or anything. (laughs) There's that great episode where they all talk about uh, who's had sex with her. And they all realize basically at the same time that they all have. Uh At the same time that the... The, the viewer realizes it, which was just great. And there's also, and I don't know how much you remember, but it's also implied, never stated, of course, that Woodhouse is also bisexual. So yeah. He's one that I don't think is See, ever strong, but... I always felt like he was gay. He loved Reggie. Mm-hmm. My God, how do I know all these fuckers' names? <laughs> <laughs> I, Bradford needs to get a life and stop watching Archer, but I love Archer. Yeah. I know it has its very serious problems, but I think it's fucking hilarious. I can overlook problems. Uh, I think the more interesting thing about Archer is the fact that because Pam is bisexual, every female is bisexual. And when you start watching Archer, mm. Our, the whole cast is bisexual. They all make these passing comments. They never actually come out and say it, but... Um, are they bisexual or are they just sexual? Can't they be both? Yeah. So, you know, Pam has a, a sexual relationship with Lana and Mrs. Archer, who also both go on and have happy relationships with other people, mm-hmm. males. Um, you look at this and you're like cool but then archer even has these like moments where he's uh attracted to the the guys down in miami there's this great like oh my god now the dog is between angela's tits i'm really struggling with this podcast (laughs) Uh, there's, (laughs) there's this great like fluidity to everyone's sexuality Mm -hmm. i think that's really they are really hyper sexualized but the fact that they're attracted to just about anybody, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I really, maybe that's something I really liked about Archer uh, in its early seasons is that, and like, I can overlook a lot of things because I kind of see myself in a lot of the characters in that they are uh, hypersexualized. Yeah. Hi. Um, and then they're also <laughs> like attracted to both genders or all genders, I should yeah. say. So thumbs up to Archer. Yeah. So I'm going to stay in the animated genre here. Uh, okay, now one that I don't... How do you feel about Bob and Bob's Burgers? Okay, so <laughs> I know the scene you're talking about because it's the wonderful third or fourth Thanksgiving episode uh-huh. where he keeps going back to the guy to pick up the uh, a new turkey because he keeps fucking up the turkey. I, well, the turkey keeps getting put in the toilet. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you who's doing it, but somebody keeps putting the turkey in the, spo- in the toilet. Um, but he keeps coming back to the guy. That's... And he gross. says, he says something about I'm straight. Yeah. Well, mostly. Well, mostly. Something like that. And then, yeah. and then look, let, let's be realistic. You're, you're out of my league. And like, that's like, I love that. And then the guy gives him his number and he's like, I'm not going to call you. Well, maybe I will or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. There is a really, again, that's a character I don't think needs to say I'm bisexual, but the, he's not, I think it's really important that he's not saying he's not shooting the guy down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something really sweet about that scene. That's a great scene. I love that that episode, and that the show in general is great. Oh, but, the show's great. Uh, yeah. In fact, we were talking to Leo this weekend, yeah. and he was saying that he saw that scene 
uh, as a uh, something on Facebook or whatever. And that scene was enough to get him to start watching the series. And I think that the, the series is very smart. It's very well written. And it's like sexuality is one of those things that's talked about quite a lot at a lot of different levels, but not it, it's never overly explicit and it's never negative. But that scene in particular with the uh, Bob and the guy at the yeah. grocery store is fucking great. Uh, so then also in animated, we have Family Guy. Do you know where I'm going Stewie? with this one? Stewie. Stewie is ambiguous. But then we also have Lois, who had previous relationships with women. That's true. Yeah. But again, so, like, but again, it's it's always implied. Never really it's stated. never stated. You know, because yeah. Stewie very much is talking about having sexy parties, and it's always men. And you know, he talks about there's that great line where Brian is Stewie's asking what anal point is, and Brian's like, "Well, imagine a parking space that's too small, so you fold the windows in, the, the, you fold fold the side view uh, mirrors in, and you can barely squeeze in, and you just make it." And Stewie goes, "Well, then, I guess in that case, I'd like to be the parking space instead of the car." <laughs> and Brian goes, "Yeah, I thought so." But then Stewie has a girlfriend in a couple of episodes mm-hmm. that he, you know, so I mean, also Stewie's a baby, but let's be realistic, he's a a man baby. So there is that sort of implication that Stewie's by. Uh, I will say what's really amazing about this is, so I'm, as a side note, I'm taking a, a class in comedy writing for television. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came up this past week was the what you can get away with in animated and talking about specifically sexuality. Mm-hmm. He actually came out and said, yeah, fun and <laughs> he specifically said that in animated film, uh, animated television, you can get away with a lot more. Mm. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that you're bringing all these animated examples in. We're, we're starting with those. I know, but it's yeah. just kind of like, all right, cool. But it, it does show that, yes, you can get away with a lot more with that. Yeah, you can be yeah. a lot more. So the point is you can be a lot more crass with animation than you can with real life. Mm. So my last animated one, I'm not going to say that, uh, but the next one is Futurama. So Amy had sex with yes. both Fry and Leela. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Um, and who? And she brags about it, as I recall. Yes. But again, doesn't use the word bisexual. No. So all of these, I would say, I mean, they're not... They're not saying they're not yeah. using the word bisexual. And so the, it, the representation is there, but it's it's not overtly said. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bojack Horseman has a couple mm. of bisexual scenes in it as well. Um, but again, where it's not specifically yeah. called out. Yeah. So it is it is rare for it to actually be called out. It, it is a few times. And we'll you know, we've already talked about, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, yeah. and Rosa and where it was called out. There's a few others we'll touch on as well. Rosa's a hero. Uh, absolutely. Heroine. Well, <laughs> she's both. Uh, so next yes. is Big Mouth. Again, animated. And yep. the first time that I can remember seeing a male character explicitly saying I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. So in that one, you have Jay who has sex with the, was it the pillow and the couch cushion? Yeah. One's male, one's female. I love it. That's, yeah, so great. But then you also have Shannon, the mom, who is married and then she develops feelings for a female. Yes, so, that's right. I mean, you've got a couple different, uh, a few different scenarios and different ages and different situations there, which yeah. is, you know, pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have the whole song on pansexuality, which, yeah. again, has its problems. This whole show has its problems, but you've got to overlook some problems in order to get the good shit as well. You, you nothing in life is perfect. Nothing I mean, in on. life, except for Angela's tits. Well, 
I'll argue that, but sure, I'll take it. They're perfect. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, <laughs> okay, so going back a little bit in the Wayback Machine. Okay. Not too far. Okay. Just a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need to... Yes. That might be a little too far, but we'll oh. go with it. Bones. Oh, we did go way too far. Holy shit. Because now we're at like Neolithic bones. Uh-huh. So Bones, the TV show, Angela Montenegro. Oh, she, she was... Yes. I mean, she's also hot, but uh, she was in a relationship maybe even married to a male and then developed feelings for a female. So, she, so the bisexuality is there again, not explicit, yeah. right, but not explicitly said, but it does at least show that fluidity of relationships with different genders yeah. and going back and forth. So it's not just like one and then the other, and then the show ends kind of thing. Yeah, so enough. it does show a bit of back and forth, which I think is really good. Yeah. Oh, uh, with that. I think her girlfriend, her a previous girlfriend comes back a mm-hmm. couple of episodes, as yeah. I recall. It's been a long time since I watched Bones. We should rewatch it. I liked it. We should. It was a great show yeah, yeah. until they had the baby. Fucking jump a shark. Well, children change children things. Children change everything, yeah, right? They do. They Ugh. do. Uh, we've already talked about Chasing Amy. Yeah, I kept, fuck yeah. that show. Uh, that it, movie's terrible. It does show that sexuality is fluid. It's also problematic. Admittedly, we're also all a little problematic, so yeah, fair. But. No, but that movie's terrible. <laughs> the that, movie is terrible. It's terrible. I remember because I haven't actually, I've never seen it like, when it was first released, mm-hmm. but a lot, a lot, a lot of people talk about it. And so while you were traveling, must have been fairly recently, I actually sat down and watched it. So oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, everybody talks about this. I'm going to watch this movie. It doesn't age well, does it? Oh, <laughs> it was, I forced myself to get through yeah. it, but it was so hard. I just wanted to give up and watch something else. Yeah, it does not age well. That's, that was a film that, again, I remember watching it when it first came out, when I was in high school or whatever, shortly after. And thinking, oh, wow, this movie's great. And then I was like, all a woman needs is a good dick and she'll be into me. And then yeah. I could never find a good dick. And then I <laughs> fell in love with one for a little while. And, you know, it was different. A good dick or a woman? Both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, Glee. Now at the same time, actually. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. What? Glee. Yes. So, we have multiple examples there. Uh, we've got Brittany. We've got Santana. Blaine experimented. That's that one's yeah. up in the air. Yeah, but okay. He, he dabbled. He dabbled yeah. a bit. But I, but, I it, but again, it, Chris. But again, balls. it never explicitly said how he identified. So the question is, was he experimenting? Because you know, people experiment during right. life, or was you know was he actually bisexual and just you know expressing that at right. that time? Uh, so for him, it's not explicitly said. I think for Brittany and Santana, it's pretty fucking clear. Yeah, uh, so. Brittany has a beautiful speech where she <laughs> yeah. talks about liking boys and girls, and she's like, "I'm a unicorn, I'm a bicorn, or whatever." It's yeah. like it's just great. Yeah, so that that's also, a good one. <laughs> sorry, this has nothing to do with our episode right now. It's just my favorite Brittany line. I think this may be one of my favorite lines ever written for a stupid character. Because um, let's be realistic, Brittany even says she's not smart but where she's like i thought dolphins were just gay sharks yeah it's still one of my favorite i thought they were just gay sharks it's great <laughs> anyway sorry uh okay so but yes uh santana's character again though she's kind of a villain uh and she's played the villain until she s- settles down with a woman mm-hmm. which is kind of a shame it's such a shame yeah i don't know bums me out but it's really good uh so also going back a little bit in time we have gray's anatomy Dr. Kelly Torres. Number 13. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The, no, that was House. Oh, oh, Grace and Eddie. Oh, you're talking about, oh, my God, my love. Yes, um, Sarah was, Ramirez. Yes, Sarah yeah. Ramirez, who I have somewhere an autographed picture from because yeah. before she was famous, when she, after, 
right before she won her Tony Award, I emailed her, wrote her, whatever you did back in the day. I was like, I love you. And she sent me a signed autograph. Yeah, we still have it. Yeah. 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 Aw. Uh, but, the, but the thing about her was that she was in love with a man and a woman. And again, it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't like, right. there was not a lot of like, oh my God, drama around this. Well, it's there just was a lot of, of drama around it because she got pregnant by the one dude and then was still married, but, then got married to the lady or whatever. Yeah, I, but I it wasn't remember, really, I didn't watch, I didn't watch it. Really. It wasn't really tied to her sexuality though. No, it was fair enough. like, it was like, you know, the sexuality was a thing that just kind of happened. Now the whole pregnancy thing and whatever, that's where the drama comes in. But yeah. that typically brings drama. So She was promiscuous. Yeah. Laws, uh, but yes, she's a woman also, who likes sex. She's also very, very amazing, and I love her. And she's a great actress, and she mm-hmm. won a Tony for uh, um, Spam a Lot. Yeah. And if you want to hear her sing, she's on the soundtrack to Spam a Lot, which you know I can always bring things back to musicals. <laughs> Fucking talented so glad. actress. So glad you can do that. Oh my god. <laughs> so another one. So a few more recent, very recent ones. Uh, Lucifer, which you've not made it all the way through, but Mazakine. <sighs> Yes. So Mazakine is, she's, again, she's a badass, strong female character falling into that stereotype, but she just kind of does what she wants, who she wants. She's also a demon, so, you know, we can get, we can get away with that. I'm down, I'm down for this. Um, I have, I love Lucifer. I'm going to say that right now. The show has its problems. My biggest problem with it and with bisexuality and polyamory, because Lucifer himself is by mm-hmm. uh, although he's mm. not seen having relationships with men i remember in the i think the pilot episode he gets out of bed with there's a male and a female so the quote devil's threesome which i think he also calls out but then i think there's other episodes where he's very clearly attracted to men or flirting with or, or flirting yeah. with or whatever but my problem with this is the only characters in that show who do bisexual or polyamorous things are the ones from hell. Uh-huh. Why can't the good guys also be promiscuous and and bisexual? Why does it only have to be the people who originated in hell? Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure, like, I think his mom, Eve, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she was portrayed as being bisexual as well. Again, you know, Kind of a villain. She's yeah. kind of a villain yeah. uh, in the Christian light. Yeah. Um, so, look... I do really like the show. I think he, I love him. He's so hot. Ugh, I could, I would drool all over his body. I would um, drool all over many of them on that show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 Maz, she's amazing. Like, there's a a lot of good talent here, mm-hmm. uh, and very interesting story writing. But I think it's it goes back to that. It's lazy making people who come from hell and look they that may not be the point that they're trying to make however people who watch it infer that whether you know it or not you're inferring that oh cool he just had a devil's threesome he's the devil therefore that's bad yeah it's a subtext that's there yeah whether they've intentionally done that or not it's there you can't get around it you really can't uh so another show that i personally really like have not fully caught up on yet the good place Oh, yeah. So Eleanor, especially as it goes on, she's... she's Holy forking shirt balls. <laughs> so she shows attraction to Janet and to Tahani. Yeah. Again, it's subtle. It's never really said, and so it could still be up in the air. But mm, she at skin, least... skin, it's caramel macchiato and curves for days. <laughs> so it's at least, you know, I would say that she's somewhere along that Kinsey scale if she's yeah. thinking these thoughts, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I, that, I, I say that. So... 
Can you be heterosexual or homosexual and find somebody of your not preferenced gender mm-hmm. attractive? I think yes. So then she could be completely heterosexual. And that's, and that's what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's not clear. And, you know, I mean, could she Spell be? Spell it out, writers. Yeah. Could she be? Maybe. Yeah. Is she for sure? No, we can't say that. Yeah. Because I absolutely think that you can identify as heterosexual or homosexual and find someone of the... Your of, own gender. Of, yeah. Or the opposite. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Whatever your non-preferred... Gender is. Gender yeah. Is. I think you absolutely can find someone else attractive. Yeah. yeah. And still... It doesn't mean you're going to develop romantic feelings for them or jump into bed with them. Yeah. You can just say that, yes, that is indeed an attractive human being. Yeah, fair enough. Because, I mean, I think we can we can all do that no matter what, what our sexuality is. Agreed. What our sexual preferences are. Agreed. Uh, so I've got a few more here. Just a couple more. Penny Dreadful. Uh, so I watched the first couple of episodes of that and really liked it because it's like porn. Mm-hmm. But... I kind of dropped it, and I probably need to pick it back up. But you have Dorian Gray. There's other characters oh. in that show that could be seen, again, could be seen as bisexual, but don't exactly come out and say it. But again, because it is done in kind of a Victorian era, can they get away with more kind of like the fantastical creatures and the vampires and things like that? Does being set in a very different time period, Star Trek. Star Trek deals with a lot of things as well. Like, again, being set in different time period, does that give them more leeway to deal with things like this? Yeah. It is interesting, though. So the whole Dorian Gray thing, the the problem with Dorian Gray, again, is like, he's not just a villain. He's the worst kind of villain in that if you've never read Picture of Dorian Gray, oh my God, you should. Yeah, absolutely. But the point is, of the whole character, is that everything he does that's evil doesn't age him. It ages his portrait. His portrait takes on all the sin, basically, that he does. So for him to be bisexual and promiscuous, that, again, just kind of adds to that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that makes me angry. Uh, or frustrated. It doesn't make me angry. It's frustrating. Because I still love, like, Dorian Gray's great story. But it is one of those things that I think as writers, and this is also as time goes on, if as writers can be potentially a little more conscious of are these characters that are part of the queer community that are outside of the norm of society, are they always pictured as the bad guys or not? You yeah. know, we need to kind of, I say we as a society need to try and make sure that, that there's a balance there because I mean, realistically some are going to be bad, yes, but not absolutely. all are. Well, absolutely. Yeah, so. But let's start writing them good. Yeah. Then, then we can be bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a couple <laughs> others. Okay. We have sex education. I don't think you ever watched uh, no, that. No, you watched that without me. I did. I watched it while I, you were I traveling. I support that, but you know, like, yeah. like, I just didn't have time for it. Uh, so there's a character in there. Adam Groffy had sex with uh, a male and a female characters, Amy and Eric. Okay. So that was... At the same know, time or different? Different. Okay. Uh, but the, the show itself is good. I mean, is it problematic? Again, all shows are problematic, but it is. There's not a perfect show. Yeah, no. But it is quite good overall, and I think it's definitely worth watching if you ever get the time to do yeah. so. By the by, it will be a perfect show. <laughs> of course, because we're perfect. That's true. I mean, that's going to be based around your tits. Uh-huh, yeah. Lefty and righty. Right. We'll have to come up with better names. Yeah, definitely will. You know what I call these? They're my little Mortys. You know what I want you to do? Rename them? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so then the last show that I have, and I've got a bit more to touch on after this, but the last show that I've got, TV show, is Shit's Creek. 
Now, this is one that I don't think you've watched. No. I watched a fair bit of it on planes when I was going back and forth to Melbourne. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a perfect flight to watch a couple of episodes and then... Perfect, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Schitt's Creek, I actually really quite enjoyed it. So, as a, a show, it deals with homosexuality and bisexuality as normal. So, there's no dramas. One of the characters, David, is pansexual. The show itself... I feel like they try to pull any kind of biphobia, homophobia out of it. So they 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 deal with it quite adeptly. And it is a, a newer show. It is a more recent show. So yeah, it's only like 2017, 2018, yeah. and they're in their second or third season yeah. still going on. And I've so, heard very positive things about it. I think it's one that you yeah, should... I need to give it a go. I think it's one that you should watch and that we should definitely watch together even. Because uh, I'd be happy to start it again okay. and, and watch it. But they do deal with it. Again, like there's kind of no dramas. It's just a thing, which is really kind of how it should be. Yeah. You know, there's a time and a place for pointing it out and just saying, here's this thing, and maybe we need to deal with it or talk about it. But then there's also a time and place for this is just life. This is how it is. Yeah. Because for many of us, that is life and how it is. We call it Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, yeah, it, it's really, really good at that. And I do think it's one that we should pick up even together. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm to, happy to go back. Yeah, we'll have to give it a go. That that is a show. Like I said, I've been uh, people have told me you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And you know, admittedly, I get home and I'm like, I don't want to have to really think about anything. And well, and there's so many shows we to watch. watch. I was gonna say there's so many shows to watch, and there's so much out there that it's it's hard to have time for it all. Yeah. But uh, so before we wrap up, because well, I know we're getting close on time. Because there was another show that I was thinking of. Okay, what is it? Do you have another show? No. Um. Mm-hmm. So. We've heard and have recently invested in the first season of Lost Girls. Yes. So that's Lost Girl. Lost Girl. Yes, Lost Girl. And so that's one that we have heard that we should definitely watch and that we should need to pick up. We didn't know anything about it, but we found out it's about uh, basically a bisexual succubus. And like, you got me. (laughs) I'm in. Uh, I mean, I basically married her. So um, a succubus in a good way. Uh Succubus in a good way. So, yeah. So that's one that we're going to be watching soon. Angela prefers to be called a professional oral sexibus, but it's mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really kind of excited to dive into that. I mean, that's a show that, what, 2010, I think, is when yeah. it started. So yeah. it's been out for a while, and we're just now catching up. Well, a little behind the times, so that's okay. We're so fucking slow. But, that's, but it is good to talk about the timing, because when you look at that, you know, that was 10 years ago now, and so they're already, there's a, it's a Canadian show, and they... They're, they're dealing that adeptly with bisexuality, which, again, we've not gotten into it, but just heard a lot about it from other yeah, people. Yeah. But if they're dealing with that, that adeptly, that's really a good thing because, like, there there were shows, again, that were dealing with it, and the, it was kind of brought up from time to time all through the 2000s right. and the 20-teens, but it wasn't as common. Uh, 2017, there were, for whatever reason, there were a lot of movies that were released with bisexual characters over that the U.S. summer period, uh, when, you know, movies come out. Right, right, right. Uh, but there were a number of movies that were released with bisexual characters. Some will also say Thor Ragnarok because of the bisexual energy, the colors, da-da-da, whatever. And, that, and that, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah, she's bisexual. Again, not explicitly said, but very much implied. So if you include that in there. Um, another one that was released in 2017 that we will dedicate an entire episode to at some point in yes. the future. 
with our good friend and director, yes. Chris Elena. Yes. He has already said he'll come on and talk about this. Uh, so this is a great movie that if you haven't seen it, many, many people have never seen it, never heard of it. Again, we will dedicate an entire episode to it. So watch it before, watch it after. doesn't matter, but watch it. Uh, it's Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yes. It is a movie that basically, it takes some liberties as movies do, but it basically goes through and talks about Professor Marston who wrote the Wonder Woman comics. Who created Wonder Woman. Yeah, and so it talks about basically his life and his relationships. It deals with polyamory, it deals with bisexuality, queerness, kink. It kind of envelops a lot of that, as his life did. and. I think that we really identify with it because that's kind of the intersection where we fall in things. But you also have to look at the time period that he lived and when all of this was taking place. And it's pretty fucking amazing that he wrote a comic and successfully wrote a comic dealing with these things. And so, yeah, it's definitely a movie worth watching. It is hard to get your hands on. I know down here, one of the shops has it. Um, you can buy it pretty cheaply, actually. Uh, but it's not one that's streamed or anything yeah. like that. So you do have to, at least for us anyway in Australia, we had to find a hard copy. We were fortunate that Chris literally went out and bought a copy yeah. for us. So, from yeah. like JB Hi-Fi from or something. JB yeah. Hi-Fi. <laughs> this guy's fucking brilliant. Uh, but that came out in 2017 as well. And so, again, it's Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. We will dedicate an episode to it because it is... It's it's worth dissecting and worth diving into and, and yeah. getting into more of it. Um, in fact, I think the whole story about how Wonder Woman was created as a comic and the timing and everything around it, we've watched a number of documentaries and things about it, and it's it's pretty amazing. It's fascinating. If yeah. you don't know the story, definitely look it up. It's, it is fucking fascinating. Yeah. Go to Wikipedia. But, I mean, I guess, again, the long and short of it is that currently by representation, bisexual representation in film and TV is not perfect. It yeah. is getting better. Bi men are still severely underrepresented. Bi women are still objectified and slutified. <laughs> well, yeah, and it goes back to the thing that bi women have to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bi men are just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one more I wanted to point okay. out that I think that people may have missed uh, if you aren't a, uh, an animated series watcher, and that's Harley Quinn. Mm. So if you're a comic book fan or an animated series – of course, Harley Quinn falls in love with the Joker, mm-hmm. becomes the Joker's main gal. But then later on in the series or in the in the story, she and Poison Ivy actually get married. Mm-hmm. And it's like this wonderful kind of story. But then Harley Quinn is always flirting with, well, everyone. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I identify with that, Harley Quinn. I was going to say that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't matter what gender you are. Mm. Uh, she she is happy to toy with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because oh, I forgot about her one. when we were talking yep. about all the animated stuff. Yep, that's a definitely a good one. Uh, but it does go to show that, you know, the stories are getting out there. And and some of the shows are even showing people coming to terms with their bisexuality later in life, which is good yeah. because that does happen. And a lot of people, a lot of us are in that same boat. And so it's not something that you always figure out when you're a teenager kind of going through things. Yeah. So it's getting out there. There is more representation. It's not perfect. We need more. But... You know, it at least there's there's a bit of hope, and if we can keep the pressure on, you betcha. Film and TV, yeah, get more of it. Look, just consume it. Yeah, and the more you consume it, the more they'll create it. Mm-hmm. And and it's, tweet and it's it people. It's good for the public to be able to see that there is by representation, so that when you watch movies, when you watch TV, you would see people that represent yourself, and that's always really important, and that's really important for people's mental head spaces to to see that you are represented in in film and TV and that you're not alone. 
Yes, it's it, it is one of those things that it is so important to be able to see yourself and identify. And and I've I've heard people say, well, why is it important? Why is it important? Uh, that loneliness that you can feel, and we've talked about it in other podcasts, and all the negative effects uh, that being bisexual has on your both physical and mental health, and the things you do to better your physical and mental health. It, it is important to know that you're not alone. And like we said earlier, you're you're not alone. I mean, you're listening to us. We're at least two people here uh, who are out and proud. Uh, and just to touch again on what I said in the beginning of this podcast, which is, you know, today is by visibility day. Mm -hmm. You can be as visible as you want. Mm -hmm. Just because we talk quite often about by invisibility and by erasure, don't take it upon yourself to try to feel like you have to fix all the world's problems or even fix the problems in your neck of the woods you know start with the like i said in the beginning start with the person that's in the bathroom with you yeah. which sounds creepy but <laughs> it's not um start by accepting yourself yes and and self-affirming giving you know just telling yourself that yes you are enough you're good enough and then that's fine but also the other way that you can help fix things is, is to get out and vote Make your voice heard. In, I know that many, many, many of our listeners are in the U.S. Whether you're in the U.S., Europe, I don't care where you are. I'll show you. Get out and vote. But especially in the U.S. this year, it's a. I mean, it's a big election. We need to. We need to call some people out of things. Um, we don't want to get political, but I'm pretty sure you all know where we stand on things at the moment. Um, get out and vote. Make your voice heard. That's how you can do it. If you if you can't get out and and be like out and loud and proud in your in your you know, your home, in your school, in your workplace, whatever community, that's okay. That's acceptable. Everybody has their reasons and their ways of doing things. But you can at least vote for people that will make laws to make things better and to make things more accepting and to make it better for people that are outside of the norm and, and for people that are on the peripheries and on the margins. And, and whether we're talking about sexuality, gender, race, it doesn't matter. We need to vote for people who will try and make society better for everyone absolutely and we're not trying to make society necessarily better for us now but we're looking at the next generation mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. we don't have angela and i don't have children uh we don't plan to have children but we also know the importance of making the world a little bit safer for you know the children that we were mm -hmm. um who are going to come after us and so I, I think that it is very important that we we do go out register to vote early vote early and uh, this 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 year especially. Mm -hmm. uh, but start with you. Yep. You are enough. Yep. I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Absolutely. Um, any other final thoughts? Look, uh, I know that a lot of people out there probably have their favorite bisexual characters that we completely missed. Oh, yeah. We, we only have an hour. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> we only have an hour. We already surpassed that. Mm. And Angela does not watch television. I don't watch that much TV. It's She's true. So bad at television. And she really didn't know what a television was until we and I, she and I got married. I'm really bad at this TV thing. <laughs> the only um, reason I had a TV when I was single was to entertain the bird while I was at work. That's actually true. Accurate. So if you've got your favorite characters, let us know about them. We would love to find some more stuff to watch that's bi-positive uh, or poly-positive. So, Absolutely, and we'll do a follow-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be a fun podcast to, to touch again on. Uh, like she said, we will talk about Professor Marston with probably mm -hmm. both Leo and mm -hmm. Chris mm -hmm. in an upcoming podcast. And I expect us to talk about either Schitt's Creek, Lost Girl, both in future podcasts as well. Yep, yep. 
But if you've got a show that you would like us to talk about, uh, email us at theatomsoflove at gmail.com or on any of our socials uh, at By the By Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, and on the Twitterverse. Yes, uh, go to our website. You can actually message us through there as well. It's bythebye.com.au. And what's new with Alt Playground this week? Well, over at Alt Playground, they are making it so much easier to customize your personal experience uh, on their site with this new feature. Uh, they keep coming out with all these great features. Uh, this one is the news feed. Uh, it allows you to keep up to date with your lifestyle contacts, see when new events are announced, and view the naughtiest pictures all in one convenient place. Uh, I know that I check our news feed mm-hmm. for some of our little connections that we've got, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they check ours when uh, you know when we post our naughty pictures. Ooh. So yeah, it's uh, it's a great place to uh, to see what's going on in your community. Uh, yeah, and you can go uh, to altplayground.net and check out uh, the news feed and all the other great features uh, right now. That sounds easy. I like yeah. easy. When you're over there, connect with us. And uh, also, if you are looking for a sex toy to play with while you're watching all these great television shows that we were talking about and uh, you might be getting turned on by the characters you might be i mean look uh, rosa I, i'm i'm all about rosa uh go to adamandeve.com find something mm-hmm. put it in your in your shopping cart go to pay put in by the by b-y-t-h-e-b-i and you will get free shipping you'll get 50 percent off that item and you'll get a bunch of other sexy things thrown in. Toys, toys, toys. And also some video on demand. I mean, you're not going to be watching that video on demand because you're going to be b- busy watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But, you know, <laughs> that's all right. It's cool. You can watch those videos later. So definitely go to adamandeve.com and use the code by the by. And that is that's how a, we end the podcast. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> oh, my God. Wiki, wiki, what? Um, yes. And Would you like to say anything else, An- Angela? No, I'm curious what's coming. No, that's, <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Bad name. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.